what exactly is the middle class? It has its roots in the Middle Ages. In Germany, burghers were neither serfs nor among the ruling classes. They were ordinary citizens whose list of duties included defending their towns in the event of attack. As modern Europe emerged, the burghers formed what became known as the middle class. A heterogeneous group, they were neither wealthy nor poor and belonged neither to the upper nor the lower classes. This middle class helped to spur economic growth and stabilize democracy because, of course, its members were keen to protect their secure position in society. They were resistant to change. But even today, there's no universal definition for the middle class. Economists define the middle class according to median income. The amount that divides a population into two groups, half with an income above it and half with an income below it. It differs from the average income. In 2020, the gross median income per capita in Germany was €43,200 a year. The government defines everyone who earns between 60% and 200% of this income as middle class. The WHO uses other definitions, so it can get confusing. And how exactly is the new global middle class defined in emerging and developing economies? In India, the average income is 1,900 euros a year. In the Democratic Republic of the Congo, it's 470 euros. Out of context, these figures don't serve as an indication of social class. Purchasing power is more revealing. If you can afford a fridge, a washing machine, a motorbike or a regular vacation, you belong to the middle class. But here too the numbers can vary. Depending on which definition is used, India's middle class numbers anything from 29 to 600 million people. Unlike in many industrialized nations, in emerging economies, an illness or job loss can result in a sudden descent into poverty. Before the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic, the middle class had been growing rapidly in the Asia-Pacific region. The pandemic has hampered that growth. Before it hit, the World Bank defined 1.38 billion people worldwide as middle class. That figure has now fallen to 1.32 billion, a drop of 60 million. So let's take a look at exactly who belongs to the middle class. In Rwanda, it's a very small group of people, while in Russia, it comprises 20% of the population. In Germany, almost half. Allow me to introduce you to three people from those countries to give you some insight into their social status, how they got there, their dreams and their fears of losing it all. For some people, those fears can be very real depending upon where they come from and what they've been through. I lost my parents uh, during the genocide that happened here in Uganda against Tutsi. And uh, I was two years old. Darkness background has pushed me to work very hard. Today, he has his own house. When a job gets boring, I do something else. She turned her love of wood into a modest living. Given what we have, we're not doing badly. Once middle class, always middle class, we talked to three middle class people from three different countries about their social advancement, their lifestyle, and their concerns for the future. Rwanda has a relatively small middle class, which includes Brez. He earns 700 euros a month as an IT supervisor. He grew up as an orphan in a life of abject poverty. 
I managed to come in the middle class, in the middle class. Um, I can say by education, which is fine, I had to work very hard. And even today, I'm still working very hard. That hard work has earned him a house and a motorbike. For my income as a middle class member, I do expense for fuel and for education of my daughter and for education of my wife. In Russia, around 20% of the population belongs to the middle class. Alyona is the co-owner of a woodworking shop. She raised her share of the necessary startup funds by selling the house she'd inherited from her grandmother, a productive investment. I wouldn't call myself a businesswoman. For me, it's more of a social endeavor than something that's sheerly profit-driven. I have a technical background and did a degree in mining engineering. It was something I got into by chance. And that's also true of my current occupation. I've had a lot of restarts in my life because I like exploring new opportunities. And that's how I got into carpentry. Depending on her woodworking commissions, she earns between 900 and 1300 euros a month. I can treat myself to nice restaurants and clubs with live entertainment. When I go out shopping, I don't look at the price tags and just buy whatever I like. And I also have enough money for medication, although I'm still at an age where I don't need much, so I can often make do with household remedies. In Germany, about half the population counts as middle class. Alexander Kyle also has his own business repairing ice cream machines. Now that his team is nine strong, they build their own machines as well. He began his climb up the social ladder as a humble maintenance man. I've never felt it was a hassle. For me, nothing has changed work-wise. I would never have worked in some other profession or trade where everyone undercuts each other and you don't know whether you'll have any work the next day. I don't need to watch my pennies when shopping. I can afford to take my family on vacation once or twice a year, which we do spend a lot of money on. We're eager to get to know other cultures and other people and see more of the world. And how does the future look for these members of the middle class? I'm happy because um, there is uh, security in our country, which is fine, and there is a freedom in our country, and you can have a secured environment to plan for future. So that's why I say that I'm happy for this life, because it is giving hope to, to predict for tomorrow. Getting married and starting his own family enables Brez to leave the hardships of his childhood behind him. But is he afraid of falling back into poverty? On my side, I can say that I'm not, uh, I can say that I'm afraid to go back, but that's why I have to work very hard so that my energy will be spent for, for looking for future, at least 2,500 per month.
In Russia, Moscow is also the capital of upward social mobility. Alyona has achieved a lot in a life that's been good to her so far. To give something back to society, she helps out at an animal shelter for dogs in her free time. Does she worry that her fortunes might change? I'm not worried. All the things I've done so far have given me new experiences and valuable skills for a variety of occupations. I'm not limited to one highly specialized profession. I've always found something new to do. So where does she see herself going? What are her dreams for the future? I'm interested in more than just carpentry. I also want to expand to jobs that involve welding and working with metal, glass and earthenware, bringing together craftsmanship and production, together with my team of colleagues. Without them, I'm nothing. Like many middle-class Germans, Alexander owns a house and a garden and plans to have paid off his mortgage by the time he retires. His family has a disposable income of about 4,000 euros a month. Do they worry about the future? Each year brings new challenges that I have to adapt to, but I like it. It's not a burden. I am still motivated. I want to grow. That applies to the company, too. I don't want to stay on this level. Since the lifestyles of these three middle-class families haven't been hampered by the pandemic, they're able to look toward the future with confidence. A nice note to end the show on. I'm Ben Fazulin. Pleasure having you along for another edition of Made. Hope you enjoyed it. And if you've got something interesting you'd like to tell us about or a topic you'd like to see covered, get in touch with the team or me. Look forward to hearing from you. Bye-bye.